the underlying reason of why we wrote Hangry is so that women can get more in tune with their symptoms and what's going on. So we can actually like dig in a little bit deeper without just going, oh my gosh, nothing works. I'm giving up on everything, right? So it's just like another layer of, okay, this is the input that I'm putting into my body and this is the response that I'm getting. So what do I need to do differently based on that versus now I'm just going to go jump on another diet since this one isn't working right. Welcome back to the Essentially You podcast, all about reinventing your health with safer, cheaper, more effective natural solutions and powerful lifestyle changes so that you become the CEO of your health. I am your host, Dr. Marisa Snyder. When was the last time you felt hangry? And you know what I'm talking about. That hunger that has you wanting to rip someone's head off because you are so starving. So was it this week, maybe even today, after you accidentally skipped breakfast and lunch? Because let's be honest, there is so much more to do. Today, I have my amazing friends, Sarah and Dr. Brooke, who are going to be breaking down what is going down when we experience feeling hangry. And it's no surprise that it has a lot to do with our hormones, specifically a trio of hormones known as cortisol, insulin, and thyroid hormones. Now, I recognize that these are not the sexiest hormones out there. However, these hormones are all encompassing and they are regulating our hunger, our cravings, our metabolism, our energy, our brain fog, even our body temperature. There's so much going down when it comes with these hormones. And I'm so excited that not only we're gonna talk about those hormones today, but also we're gonna be looking at what exercise and nutrition advice is best for your hormones. Now, before we jump into this very real conversation with Dr. Brooke and Sarah, I wanna take a moment because I have something super exciting to share with you. Next week on Tuesday, July 9th, I am kicking off the Essential Oils Hormone Solution virtual book tour for the summer. Now, I cannot tell you how excited I am about doing this book tour, this book club, because Well, I've been wanting to do a book club for this book since I released the book. And it just, I was trying to figure the right time out and the summertime felt like the right time because that's when I oftentimes am devouring books myself. Now, what's gonna go down? Well, every week, multiple times during the week, I'm gonna be going through each and every chapter of the book and answering questions on Instagram and Facebook. And you can join me live to kick it off on Tuesday, July 9th at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. on both Instagram and Facebook. Now, the best way to make sure that you don't miss me and miss getting to answer, have me answer your questions and connect with me is subscribe or like my Instagram. So that's at Dr. Marisa, D-R-M-A-R-I-Z. And then Facebook is Dr. Marisa Snyder. Super easy to find me on both. That way you'll get full on access to the book club experience. Now, if you don't have a copy of the Essential Oils Hormone Solution yet, you can grab it on Amazon for 30% off. I will have the links in the show notes for this episode, which is 104. Plus, you still get access to over $300 in delicious goodies that are designed to support your hormones and really go so beautifully with the book. So all you gotta do is grab the book, then head on over to drmarisa.com slash hormone book and claim your bonus goodies. Now we've had over 15,000 people claim those bonus goodies and they love them. So I don't want you to miss out on those as well. 
Now, in case you're wondering what the book is about, I know I talk a lot about the book here on the podcast, but I'm just going to give you a tiny little rundown. This book is a comprehensive hormone guide that will help you figure out the root causes and provide you with a 14-day step-by-step hormone rescue blueprint that you can easily implement with powerful results. And there's targeted recipes, self-care rituals, lifestyle changes that specifically include to address stress and overwhelm, chronic fatigue, sleep and insomnia, weight challenges and cravings, women's hormones, so fertility, perimenopause, menopause, libido, vaginal dryness, hot flashes, emotional balance. You can imagine all the different ways we feel emotionally, brain fog and cognitive challenges, digestion, detoxification, and so much more. So here's how you get the most out of the book club. One, you're going to be looking for posts on Facebook and Instagram. So I'm going to be talking about the book there. If you're going to spend time with me on IG, which by the way, I love me some Instagrams where I'm at, I'm going to be diving deeper in the stories and you can join the lives and ask me questions. I'm going to be going through the chapters and really giving you those precise instructions and results that you're looking for. That's what I wanted to share. It's going to be super easy to find me. I'm super excited for this virtual book club, and I can't wait for you to be a part of the journey with me. Now, before we jump into this interview, I want to take a moment and celebrate your wins. Now, one particular health rock star who reached out to me literally about five days ago was Adrian Williams, and here is what Adrian had to say. Dr. Marisa, you have no idea how much you changed my life this last eight months. I have experienced nothing short of a miracle since reading your book and listening to your podcast episodes, especially the one on brain fog and thyroid. Honestly, I thought I would never have enough energy again. I spent most nights sleeping to just have enough energy to go to work the next day. I didn't feel like I was even being a mother to my kids because I rarely saw them. You gave me hope to finally get diagnosed for my fatigue, brain fog, weight gain, mood swings, anxiety, and provided solutions to help me get started with your hormone reset in the book. Now, 50% of my energy is back. I'm spending more time with my family and my kids, and I've lost eight pounds, which is the most weight I've lost in over three years. I can't tell you how much I tell friends about your podcast. Thank you. Well, Adrian, my goodness, thanks so much for reaching out to me. I know, you know, our bodies are right for healing miracles. I talk about this all the time, and I'm so grateful that you are beginning to move the needle towards feeling like your old self again. Now, if you're listening, girl, I would love to hook you up with my Superwoman blend. Just reach out to me on Facebook or Instagram. You can find me at Facebook at Dr. Marisa Snyder or on Instagram at Dr. Marisa. Now, if you're listening right now, I would absolutely love to shout you out, and I can't tell you how much your messages mean to me. You can easily reach out to me via Insta, Facebook, or you know what time it is. You could easily also review the Essentially You podcast on iTunes or whatever podcast platform you plug into. We have over 250 reviews on iTunes, and it just further helps more and more women understand how they not only can get diagnosed, how they can ask the right questions at their doctor's office, but also how they can begin an integrative approach to getting to the root cause of what is going on with them. Speaking about root cause, I am so excited to be bringing on Dr. Brooke and Sarah, but I first want to sing their praises. Sarah 
Fragoso is the best-selling author, strengths coach, and wellness expert. Dr. Brooke is a licensed naturopathic doctor and a functional medicine physician and women's hormone expert. They are both wives, mothers, and are on a mission to help women understand their hormones, find what works with them, and finally go from hangry to happy. Together, they've changed the lives of thousands of women through their online programs, sold-out retreats, and popular podcasts, which I luckily have been blessed to be on, The Sarah and Dr. Brooks Show, and through their new book, Hangry, which we're going to be talking all about today. Let's bring them on. Welcome to the Essentially You podcast, Brooke and Sarah. How are you both doing right now? <laughs> Good. We survived. Good. We survived. Yes, exactly. Well, let's talk a little <laughs> bit about that. <laughs> you guys have a book coming out, which, oh my goodness, I have already. Shh. I have an early copy and it is amazing. And it is, uh, the book is titled Hangry and we're going to be talking about it today. But what I want to do is you, you are two of my absolute favorite people. Um, I love your podcast as well. The Sarah and Dr. Brooks show. You are hormone experts, just like myself. We're literally sisters from another mothers. Tell me a little bit about, I know a little bit about your journey personally, but I want to let my audience know a little bit more about you. So tell me about your journeys and what inspired you not only to write this book, but also inspired you to gear so much of your passion and focus around women's health. Yeah, when I said we survived, we, I meant we survived getting the book out in the world. Yes. But what we've kind of gone through before that. So I started off, now I do functional medicine. I'm an naturopathic doctor. Before that, I was in pharmacy school. And when I was graduating from that, I was you know, realizing that my, all of the things that had gone on for me during that time, I had a lot of stress and I had PCOS and the advice I was being given, of course, from my pharmacy training and what I was getting at my doctor was the pill and maybe some blood sugar medicine, but it didn't really seem like I needed that yet. And it was kind of like, yeah, that's, you know, eat a lot of carbs, keep your blood sugar from ever going down, exercise all the time. And, and, it was and just shut off your hormones. Advice. <laughs> yeah. And it was just advice that was not working for me. I mean, I felt terrible on the pill and I also felt terrible when I tried to follow this like simple carb advice. So I really had to look to where I was getting more help. And that was with my own naturopathic doctor. So I actually sort of jumped ship there at the end and moved away from pharmacy, away from conventional medicine, went to Bastyr to pursue naturopathic medicine. Cause that is really was the thing that helped me understand what was going on with my hormones, that there were so many more options for me beyond the pill and ones that were working better for me because some women do okay on the pill. I really did not. And of course I didn't know any of the risks that we know now, but even just how I felt was not, was not great. So after working with my ND and then becoming one myself, I sort of had worked with had always thought I would do primary care, but then I realized as I was, you know, getting out into the world to practice that I really just wanted to focus on, you know, women like me that had had their hormones go kind of crazy and feel like they've been, you know, their bodies betraying them, their hormones hate them and give them more tools to solve those problems and not be told it's in your head, not be told there's nothing else you can do. So that's kind of how that became, you know, my journey, I guess, from conventional medicine to Western medicine. Part of what became you know, the way that I work with women that had worked really well for me was, of course, exercise. That was a really important part of my journey and learning how to do that smarter, learning how to work with my body and my hormones instead of constantly just trying to work against it to get 
smaller to have a different body with a different hormonal constitution that I had. And then I stumbled upon um, the paleo diet, which also was a big part of my healing. So those became things that I did in my practice to help women with PCOS and other hormone issues. And knowing that, of course, led me to knowing Sarah. And so we had so many things in common when it came to mindset and how we helped women in the gym and in the kitchen. So I'll let her jump in. But we sort of had a lot of those three kind of core tenants in, in place that were very much the same. So we decided to work together on our show and on this book. And Sarah, I'll let you jump in and tell your story. Oh, yeah, totally. So I'm a strength and conditioning coach and my degree is in psychology, but I didn't know that my path was going to lead me down, you know, the whole paleosphere and even into the gym, you know, 12 years ago when this all started for me. So I've been an athlete my whole life. I did gymnastics as a kid and I was always, you know, strong and capable But I didn't ever correlate health, like food essentially, with health. I didn't correlate nutrition with having anything to do with your outcome essentially. And I grew up in a very healthy household where my mom was quote unquote focused on her health through her food, but she died of breast cancer when I was in my late 20s, when I was 27, so in 2005. And I just shut everything down. I was like, okay, my mom only focused on health and wellness. And yet she, I lost her to cancer. Like there's no correlation. So a couple of years later, I had my third son and my health went just off the deep end. Like I was having some of the same symptoms that were probably like on the cusp of becoming autoimmune that I had watched my mom deal with. So, you know, I had horrible edema in my legs, like painful swelling, which I know now is just crazy inflammation. I had reoccurring yeast infections. So I had a huge problem with candida. I had migraines. I had a lot of joint pain. I was depressed. I was bloated and uncomfortable. And I was like, what the heck is going on? I'm only at this point, I'm only 30 years old and I'm literally falling apart. So I happen to live in Chico, California, which is where Rob Wolf, who is the New York Times bestselling author of The Paleo Solution, he really brought the paleo diet to the mainstream. He started the fourth CrossFit affiliate ever here in Chico. And so we knew him just through mutual friends. And I actually went to high school with his wife, Nikki. So I reached out to them because I knew they had this gym because I was desperate and started working out there. And they told me about this paleo diet thing. And I was like, whatever, it's not going to work, but I'm desperate. So I'll try it. And not unlike Brooke, it was really transformational in my healing. So I drank the Kool-Aid hard, so to speak. So I stepped away from pursuing getting my license. I wanted to be a licensed clinical social worker, which is what my mom was. I stepped away from that and I got my personal training certification. I was one of the first trainers they hired at their gym. And I'm like, this is like the holy grail. So I was like the paleo CrossFit poster child. And this is when all of this is really just starting. So I started my blog, which at the time was called Everyday Paleo. And that turned into several book deals. And those books did really, really well. And I you know, was raising three little kids. And I was totally overwhelmed and completely exhausted and had completely ignored the fact that I should have probably grieved the loss of my mom and maybe actually showed up for my own life instead of just speed racing through it. And I literally crashed and burnt like hard, hard. So it was a slow crawl back up to having any semblance of health. And right around the time I started to feel a little bit better and more like myself is when I actually met Brooke, but I was still really struggling with some hormonal issues that I just could not get on top of. But because of my experience, I had to completely relearn everything I thought I knew about 
fitness and nutrition. And in the process, I went back to my roots with my psychology degree and I started really digging into mindfulness practice. So like I said, when I met Brooke, she helped me sort the, my remaining hormone issues out, which was a total lifesaver because I was just kind of coming to my wit's end with that stuff. And then we, like Brooke said, realized that we work with women in such a similar way really focus on, you know, are you okay? Like, can you land where you are right now and be in total acceptance of your body and your health issues? And then figure out from there from a place of like radical acceptance and respect for yourself and love for where you are right now to help turn your health around without, you know, being ashamed or beating yourself up over where you might've landed. And that's where I was. I was so upset at myself for into that place where I thought that I knew what to do with health and my nutrition and really and myself into the ground. So I think we both come from a place where we've been in really bad spots with our health, emotionally, physically, and we, we are just so passionate about helping women turn things around in a sustainable way and not with a, a punishing diet plan or exercise regimen that is not going to last forever. Mm. I really appreciate hearing both sides and how you both came together. I think it's safe to say, you know, I have such a very similar story and I've had the opportunity to share my story on your podcast a couple times. I think it's safe to say that we've all been a little overwhelmed with our health, with diet, with all the kinds of information. And this is where you guys have really, really dialed in. What is the first step to take when we are feeling overwhelmed and we don't know where to go or what to do. And there, let's be honest, there is so much information out there right now. It's so hard to be able to navigate through that. There's so much information, right? Like (laughs) we just had an episode on our show too, where we were talking about, you know, there's so much information that's coming at you from so many different sources. And we always have to, I think, really take a step back and like, ask where our information is coming from. Like, does that expert have any of the same experiences or body types or work with this other women like me? So I think that's really important to kind of know, you know, like we talk a lot in the fitness industry about women who've gone through a lot of, you know, bouts of really restrictive eating. And so what might be like the most healing for them is to have dessert a couple times a day, right? They really need to get more familiar with detaching their emotions from that, whereas someone else might be on the opposite, right? But they might be like, I can't stop eating sugar. So I might have to learn how to rein that in. So I think kind of just starting to detach yourself from the gurus and all the noise and just kind of sit with yourself and say, what's going on for me? What do I really need to work on the most? What is that biggest challenge that I haven't been able to crack? And then what is going on for my hormones? Because what happens for most women is, you know, we talk about this at the beginning of our book, and I think you touched on this too, Marisa, is that so often women are not feeling well, and then they, you know, maybe they go to their doctor and they get maybe some tests or maybe no tests. And they're sort of told, well, I mean, you're fine. Nothing's really like pathologically wrong with you. Everyone feels this way. You're just tired because you're a mom. You're just tired because you're working. All those standard responses, right? Are my, our favorite, you know, every woman in my office feels just like this. So it's totally normal. And we confuse the fact that it's common with normal. So sometimes women have just been told nothing's wrong. Sometimes, and this is the case for a lot of us too, like I know something's wrong but I don't have time. I don't have time to make a doctor's appointment and I'm not dying probably. So I'm not going to do that today. I'm going to do that like after the holidays or after the kids go back to school and pretty soon it becomes like, or, you know, after this big project at work is done and it becomes months down the line, sometimes years. And by then, you know, so many symptoms have been just kind of put aside and so many 
hormones start to, maybe it started off as one hormone imbalance. And then now there's multiple things going on. And I think that's the case with like literally every woman that comes to me is like one thing fell, one domino fell. And then in time, so many more, you know, things have gone wrong. And so when they look at that, they're like, okay, well, I have a thyroid issue, but I also have PCOS or I have, you know, some weak adrenals, low cortisol, some of the HPA axis dysfunction, but I also have insulin resistance and I'm going through menopause. And they look around on the internet and they're like, well, the advice for that hormone, what I should be eating and how I should be exercising is totally contrary to what the advice for this other hormone issue is telling me. So they're really confused. And if they pick one, a lot of times it's the more aggressive one, right? The one with the yeah, more the intense bigger workout need. plan, the more yeah. restrictive diet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and that makes the other issue so much worse. And so then they're even more confused. So we teach women to go through what we call the hormone hierarchy. So looking at the fact that you may have different issues, you might know that via testing, or you might know that like taking a quiz, like what's on our website or in our book. And you kind of like, okay, I've got these different things going on. How do I know what to tackle first? And so we teach them to honor those more delicate hormone imbalances, like low cortisol and low thyroid first. And then you kind of like heal those up a little bit and work your way on down the line. And it gives women a starting place and it gives them the opportunity to take a step forward without pushing something else more out of balance because they're following the wrong advice for this such confusing, it's just so confusing for women, I think, because they've got their thyroid book on their shelf and the cortisol book, and they're looking at all these different (laughs) things. And it can just feel not only overwhelming, but like I said, oftentimes really contradictory. Hmm. Yeah. And I'll jump in just real quick because Brooke really covered it and nailed it. But I think that the one thing that I want women to really consider when they're standing up against their hormones and they're like, nothing is working, right? Like my body is not working. My body is broken. My hormones aren't working. I'm, you know, doing this diet plan. I'm doing this exercise plan and it's, and look at how I'm responding. I'm, I'm wrong. I'm broken. Things are horrible to let go of that notion from a mindset perspective that there's something wrong with you and realize and lean into the reality that it's just not the right plan for you that you're doing right now because we blame ourselves, right? Like, well, my best friend, she looks amazing. And she's been doing the, you know, she did 12 whole thirties and in keto and intermittent fasting and, you know, wow, look at her. But I respond differently than Brooke does. And you respond differently than I do because we all have our own unique hormonal issues. Fortunately, I think we're all pretty healthy right now, but we've all been there, right? Where I had to really cut back on metabolic conditioning and it just didn't work for me anymore. But what I, what I wanted to do was just beat myself up more because I got that adrenaline hit and I thought that that's what I needed to feel good. And so I just kept fighting against that. So, you know, I just really want women to take that first step of letting go of blaming themselves for your plan, not working and just accepting that it's just not the right plan for you and let, you know, us, all of us, all three of us and the work that we do help you figure out what does work for you versus like Brooke said, fighting against your hormones. Hmm. I absolutely agree. One of the things that you had said, Brooke, was that hierarchy. And I'm so glad that you guys addressed this in the book. And in that hierarchy, we, you know, we know that thyroid and cortisol, those are the two places we, one of the two places we should really start. Why do you put estrogen and progesterone imbalances at the bottom of the priority list for women since that's obviously, as we all know, those, those, we all, those are the key hormone issues. Let's, let's, you know, let's dial this down. When we think about hormones and we think about hormone chaos or, or just 
just in general, women usually think what hot flashes and PMS, right? And um, estrogen and progesterone. And although we're getting significantly more educated, it's the first place that women want to go. I was getting interviewed by Dr. Tom O'Brien yesterday on a Facebook Live, and a woman had asked, you know, she wanted to balance her hormones, so she got on DIM and felt horrible because of it. And the first question I had was, well, was that a a supplement that was recommended to you? Were you specifically trying to work on metabolizing estrogen? Like I was, you know, there were so many things to unravel, but I think she probably was just on Amazon and it said hormone balancing and she bought it. And she didn't even realize exactly what that particular supplement was doing. So can you speak to all of us today about why those two end up on the bottom of the list and, and what what we should be looking out for. Yeah. And DIM is so funny because it's so popular, right? And it will, you know, it helps metabolize estrogen, but some women are too low estrogen or that metabolite of estrogen that DIM blocks might be the only one they've kind of got going on, right? So then their period goes away, their hot flashes get worse. And but so funny, coming from a pharmacy background, I always think of like, it's literally like the same to me if we walked behind the pharmacy counter at Rite Aid and we're like, I'm just going to pick one of these that says it's for high blood pressure. I'll take some. I'm going to choose my own dose, right? But the supplement, she's like the wild, wild west, but somehow it feels okay to just try stuff sometimes. So yeah, any women out there confused about your supplements or you feel worse, just get a little bit of help because there's a lot of help to be had there in the supplement world. Um, Those are some really powerful medicines when we use them, right? But yeah, it is all, yeah, it's very, very challenging for women. So for us, like why is estrogen, why are estrogen and progesterone our quote unquote female hormones at the very bottom of the list when we talk about women's health, right? So they're at the bottom of the list for a couple of reasons. And one is that insulin and cortisol, although not new, not unique to women, not all that exciting. I always say they're like the least sexy hormones because it's like uh, blood sugar I think they're stress. so sexy. <laughs> <laughs> People are always like, oh, I thought you were going to like be my hormone whisperer for my estrogen. And I'm like, we got to balance your blood sugar, sweetie. That's the first thing. So those two hormones, although again, not unique to women and not produced by your ovaries, those are other metabolic hormones. They're super powerful and they have such a ripple effect across all of your other hormones. So like you said, we just go for dim and we just start metabolizing estrogen differently, but your cortisol is sky high. We're not going to get very far. Even if you don't feel like garbage on dim, we might not get very far on balancing your estrogen and progesterone because we haven't dealt with these like higher level, far reaching basic metabolic hormones of insulin and cortisol. So one reason is they do have, especially cortisol has such a ripple effect across your whole metabolism, your whole hormone landscape. And when we don't normalize that, we just, we're so limited about how much we can change estrogen and progesterone with some of those other strategies. And the other reason is insulin and cortisol are giving you feedback all day. So they're constantly telling you how they're doing. If your insulin is not happy, it's going to give you more cravings and your appetite's going to go up and you're going to feel sleepy after you eat. And if your cortisol is not happy, you might have a hard time falling asleep, hard time staying asleep. You might be craving sugar and carbs and all the things that you're trying not to eat because they don't make you feel good or they just perpetuate things and they might make your energy either high at night or just low overall, often really low in the morning. So you're getting all this feedback constantly. We talk about ACEs in the book, which is an acronym for how those two hormones talk to you. So appetite, cravings, energy, and sleep. So those are really accessible tools that don't require a blood test or a saliva test that women can tune into right now and start to tune into those things. And then the final one is that we do have a lot of control over those two hormones. Sometimes today you might not be able to do a whole lot to shift 
say progesterone in this moment, but we have a lot of control over what we decide to eat, how we decide to stress, if we're going to get really upset about something or use some mindset tools to try to help with that situation. We have the control over what time we decide to go to bed, right? So it doesn't seem sometimes like we have control of those things. I know sometimes we're eating things and feel like I just can't stop eating that or I don't want to give that up or I have such a hard time getting myself in bed or my life is really stressful, but there is a lot of power in those two hormones. And we do have um, a lot of tools to make the choices that help those ones be in better balance. And when they're in balance, some of your estrogen and progesterone issues may just be gone, but the ones that are left are going to be much, much easier for you to manage and have a greater impact on when those two are, other two are started out. And a lot of people just don't realize that, that they're kind of on the, as that cascade effect breaks down, they're, they're on the receiving end of so much of that. And when we start to clean up our thyroid, our insulin, our cortisol, we begin to see those things balance out. And I think our readers just don't know that. Right. And I think just the importance too of understanding how much better you're going to feel once you get cortisol and insulin in check. You know, it's just, it's a game changer to suddenly not have the ups and downs of the insulin roller coaster and being able to actually sleep at night because we feel crazy when those two are so out of whack, right? And then of course we blame estrogen or progesterone for why we're feeling emotionally the way we're feeling. But the crazy maker for me is when my blood sugar is out of whack, then I am the definition of hangry, right? Which then of course affects my cortisol levels and then I can't sleep. So, you know, just helping women feel better initially is like step one to even be able to sort out anything that's left over after you fix those two big problems. So it's just, it's essential for it to be step one for many reasons. Absolutely. Well, these are universal hormones. You think about cortisol as our universal survival, thyroid, our universal metabolic gas pedal, you know, with all with receptor sites on every single cell in the body. So it's no surprise that this is the focus specifically for, for us as women. Now, one of the things you mentioned, you know, that cortisol and insulin and thyroid hormones, both men and women have these, right, in, in a lot of abundance. However, I know that we need to specifically take a full body or complete hormone system approach for women more so than men. And can you speak to that? Because we're more complicated, right? But can we talk a little bit about what do we need to look at for women that we we need to dial deeper into than when we look at men and women? You know, when people write books about lowering blood sugar levels or they write books about thyroid, I feel like it's still a little bit needs to be a little bit more tailored for women because there are more things going on. Well, that's where the estrogen and progesterone really are going to come into play, you know, because they have their own, you know, we know this as women, we cycle throughout the month. We change seasons of our life, right? So women's hormones are changing all the time. They're different every day. They're certainly different week to week. And then they're very different decade to decade. And that's a really amazing thing that happens to us. There's times when that feels really frustrating and unpredictable and unstable. And um, sometimes we wish it was just predictable and give us a little bit of sense of like, security and where do I sit with this? But those, those fluctuations that are going to happen for all of us do a couple of things. And one of them is it profoundly affects our immune system. The way that our estrogen can go up and down during the month and certainly during pregnancy allows us to do some pretty amazing things like have a baby or make different hormones throughout the month. Ovulation, we always want to remind women, it's not just about having a baby. Ovulation is how you make first estrogen and then you ovulate and then progesterone. So this, these events and these cycles throughout our month are really intertwined with our immune system. And that is a really 
important thing for women to understand when it comes to their hormones, because we're susceptible to, because of that, we're more susceptible to inflammation. And that is what I call the great hormone mess maker, because that's going to impact every single one of your hormones. And it's oftentimes for women, they'll get a lab test and their lab tests are completely normal, but they look at the list of symptoms. They're like, I have every single one of those low estrogen symptoms, but my tests are normal. Or I have every single one of the thyroid symptoms, but my tests are normal. And a lot of times that's because you're making the hormone, it's there, but inflammation is blocking how it can work. And those fluctuations in female hormones is just one of the things that can alter inflammation for women. So that's a really important one, I think, as far as how we interact with our environment and with our immune system. Those female fluctuations really play a role in that. And that's one of the many things that makes us more susceptible to a lot of those inflammatory symptoms. And of course, one of the things that makes us more susceptible to autoimmune disease, which we know is much more common in women than in men. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Now, You mentioned inflammation as a big hormone disruptor, but there is another hormone disruptor that is not being talked a lot about that a lot of women are not very familiar with. This is an area that you guys have been diving deeper into, and it could be having some major impact on how we are struggling with hormonal imbalance. Can you speak to that? And that's specifically histamine intolerance. Yeah, if you've listened to our show, you know I've dealt with this personally. So along the lines of inflammation, one of your sources of inflammation might be that you are not processing histamine very well. And a lot of people, if they've even heard of histamine, it's because they have allergies and they know they need to take an antihistamine when they're sneezing or itchy eyes or all those runny nose things that come up with seasonal allergies. It's also the thing that might come up if you think of a beehive or an allergic reaction to something, but it's a neurotransmitter. It plays a role in sexual arousal and uterine contraction. And it is you know, a neurotransmitter that helps us feel awake. It does all of these things. It plays a, role, a huge role in our digestive health. It helps us make stomach acid for one thing, digestive and gut motility. So it's actually this you know, chemical that it has a role in your female hormones and your digestion, all of these things. And when it comes to female hormones, I can talk about that specifically, but if for whatever reason you are not able to clear out the histamine that your body has or that it's coming in contact with, maybe from food, then you can end up with some symptoms. So you might be having too much histamine production because you have an unhealthy gut, things like SIBO, the small intestinal bacterial overgrowth can generate a lot of histamine. So it may be coming from something inside or like an Epstein-Barr virus, some chronic infection can generate histamine. Or like me, I have to really watch how much histamine comes in my diet because genetically speaking, every way that you make an enzyme to process histamine, I've got an issue with it. So um, when I get too stressed is one of the things that will happen for me is I'll start to get just a little itchy. I might break out a little bit. My periods are way more painful and they're heavier and they're maybe a little bit late. So it's this kind of interesting thing that we don't ever really associate with female hormones, but um, it's becoming increasingly popular. Our environment is more, you know, stressful. Our lives are more stressful. You know, some of us are dealing with a lot of these genetic mutations where our nutrition is just not up to par to kind of keep those processes running really well. Or we've got all, you know, any, like I said, any number of like chronic infections that are a challenge to your immune system. And it plays in really interestingly with female hormone issues. So if you're somebody who, you know, is like, I am way worse right before ovulation in terms of my headaches, or maybe a stuffy nose, or maybe that's when you get a cold, or you might be worse again during your period because estrogen is going to downregulate some abilities of yours to clear histamine, whereas progesterone increases it. So 
you may have symptoms that are like, I can't really put my finger on this because usually I get a headache when I eat something that doesn't work for me, but now I got this headache and I didn't even, you know, necessarily eat much of that food. So the fluctuations in our hormones can play into histamine, making it a little bit confusing. Because if you look at the list of what are the symptoms of histamine intolerance? You're going to be like, well, I only have like one of those and it's not all the time. It still might be an issue for you because again, that kind of cyclical nature is going to play in. And then also maybe you have had a lot of histamine containing foods. So you drink, and a lot of these are things that we tell you to eat. It's fermented foods, kombucha and bone broth and avocados, like foods that are quote unquote healthy. But you're like, you know, when I started that paleo diet and did all those things, I did not feel good. I was getting a lot of headaches. My period was weird. My skin was breaking out or anything like that. Histamine can certainly be playing in there. And it might be unpredictable because I always think of histamine kind of like a bucket. So if you've had a lot of histamine foods in the last 48 hours, then you might have a food that gives you a really weird reaction. But you're like, sometimes I eat avocados and I'm fine. And sometimes I'm not. That may be correlated to where you're at in your cycle, or it may just be kind of unknowingly you had a lot of those foods in the last 48 hours and that's why it gave you an issue. So it's a more common issue than it has been in the past. And I think it can be a little evasive for women because their symptoms are not super predictable. They're like, I get that sometimes, but then other times I eat that food and I'm fine. I'm so glad that we got to dive into it. But I bet some people are like, I have more questions now than than before. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. Well, on our website, there's a 20 page free guide to histamines. Like where is it found in food? What are some underlying conditions you might want to look out for? What are the symptoms of it? What supplements can help? And even some of the recipes that Sarah created for hangry are histamine friendly. And those are in there. And that guide's free on our, on yeah. our website. And I don't think that information is intended to overwhelm women. Oh, no, more, no, right? no. I just think it's kind of one of those those things that we just open the door to thinking they're like, huh, I wonder if that's what I'm experiencing. And and I would love more information on that to kind of dial in what's going on. And I think the whole point of that too, is just like the underlying reason of why we wrote Hangry is so that women can get more in tune with their symptoms and what's going on. So we can actually like dig in a little bit deeper without just going, oh my gosh, nothing works. I'm giving up on everything, right? So it's just like another layer of, okay, this is the input that I'm putting into my body and this is the response that I'm getting. So what do I need to do differently based on that versus now I'm just going to go jump on another diet since this one isn't working right. But yeah, it does sound overwhelming because I sometimes hear all of us talk and I'm like, yeah, what do you do with all that information? (laughs) Where do you even start? But yes, there is hope. It's not as complicated as it sounds. We promise. Absolutely. Let's talk a little bit about the book and kind of what the intention was for writing the book. It's phenomenal. And so I want you girls to speak a little bit to what, what we can gain, what was the intention and how can we use it to our best abilities? Oh man, I think we both have a lot to say about that. But you know, when Brooke and I decided to write this book together, you know, I think it was something that just kind of organically happened as we worked through the plan and through the outline, because we both, like we mentioned earlier, work with women in such similar ways. And we knew that, you know, nutrition was such a, you know, powerful component as was exercise. But we also know that, you know, the women we work with, we can't tell women A, B, and C to, to all do the same thing because of everyone's unique hormonal imbalances. So we basically took our unique approaches to how we work one-on-one with women and blended our programs together to create this completely customizable approach to help women heal their hormones based on whatever it is that they might be dealing with hormonally. So, you know, 
really the most important aspect of this book, I think, for both of us is the five pillars, which is the mindset piece of this book. Because I know in my own world, my own health journey, and with Brooke as well, I, I have to have that be my main focus is my mindset. And I joke about with a friend of mine about this. And I say, I have to have like my spiritual IV in place all the time. Like I need that constant drip, that reminder that I need to show up for my life every single day and be in acceptance of where I'm at, like right at this moment, whatever that moment is. And people talk about stress reduction all that time. And we know that stress impacts our hormones and that stress can wreck your gut. And, you know, stress is, you know, something that we all deal with every day, but how do we implement a stress reduction plan without it being more stressful, right? Like how do we even add another thing to our plate when we're already overwhelmed and not feeling well and, you know, unable to even take that first step to try to figure out how to feel better. So we knew that Hangry had to have like the foundation be our mindset approach so that women could start to take things off their plate and be able to, you know, build this plan for themselves. I mean, of course, we give people, women, a jumping off point. We'd be able to customize this plan based on what their hormones are telling them without feeling like there's no way they can stick with it. Like we both really just wanted a sustainable approach that women could have for the rest of their lives. So this isn't just a four-week plan. It's really something that you can go back to, like Brooke mentioned earlier, when your hormones do change because our health is fluid, right? Like especially as women, we're going to have a baby and things are going to be different. We're going to go through a big stressful life event and things are going to be different. And we're going to go into perimenopause and menopause and our hormones are going to be different. And instead of just telling women to go back to that same old thing that worked for them 10 years ago, We've given women a resource to be able to make subtle tweaks to what they know does work for them in order to stay on top of the next thing that might come up. Yeah. And the five pillars, like Sarah said, that's the foundation. And I think we really feel like if that's all you take away from our book, these living from these five pillars, you're going to be happier. You're going to have some joy. You're going to feel more contact connected to yourself in your life. And if you don't do anything with the food or the exercise, we're still going to be like, that's great. <laughs> so all of that is, you know, was such a big important part of a book on hormones and diet and exercise because again, it's the foundation. It's the thing that's going to help you be able to do those things. It's also the thing that's going to, you know, maybe make some of those things feel better. If there's a food that might not work for you, two women can give up gluten and one can suffer immensely about that and one can feel fine. So we wanted to give a lot of mindset tools about the habits, which is the other part of the book. So there's five pillars and there's five habits. So the pillars are about mindset. The habits are about what you're going to do every day. This is how many times you're going to eat. This is what your meals are going to consist of based on, again, your hormone issues. This is how you're going to train. This is how you're going to drink water, how you're going to recover. And so we put in, and the thing we really haven't talked much about today is walking and strength training are kind of the cornerstone of our exercise philosophy because walking is such a great healing tool for women's hormones. It does not tend to exacerbate insulin and cortisol. We do have some women who are super sensitive with autoimmune stuff that walking might be challenging. But for the most part, the walk is good movement. It's a time to clear your head, to get some fresh air, to work on your mindset and to get some like great movement that's not overly intense. And then there's room for other cardio options if that's something that your hormones need or you want to do or you enjoy doing. But the walking is a real cornerstone. And then the strength training, because strength training is where it's at for women. Not all women are really drawn to it. Obviously, Sarah and I are. It's truly the fountain of youth. It's going to generate new mitochondria. It's going to stimulate growth hormone. It's going to give you that lean mass that you need to run your metabolism. And it can be 
of course, a tool that could be abused. And if you, you know, done wrong, done too aggressively, you could either get hurt or you can, you know, be really uh, running your adrenals and your thyroid into the ground, or it can really be a tool that we can use for healing. And what was hard to do for us initially was like, how do we have women strength train in a way that is, you know, we can give them some sort of template so they know where to start. But again, this has to be customizable. And probably next to the pillars, I think the strength training format, the training template that we have is the other thing we're the most proud of, because that was a real challenge to get women in the gym, getting stronger, being able to do all that without them getting hurt, with them getting results, and without them ruining their hormones, but rather using this as one more tool to heal their hormones. And so we're really proud of the strength training template in there as well. I love it. I love that walking is that cornerstone. I love walking. My best ideas come from hiking and being in nature. You know, we were in Europe for a month or so and we walked everywhere. I have a walking date with my husband later on tonight. And then the strength training piece. I absolutely agree doing that in a way that is helpful without burning ourselves out. So I just love that you guys spent so much time and carefully considered, you know, a lot of different things when it came to creating the, you just having women move their bodies. And we're so proud of the instruction in the book too, because there's a lot of fitness books out there that are like, okay, do a deadlift and a back squat. But, you know, I've worked with women for years with, you know, men and women for years where they walk into the gym and they're not, you know, functionally ready to do that movement yet. Like there needs to be a foundation laid first. So we're so proud of being able to help women figure out where to begin, right? So we have a movement progression guide and the the detail in the back of the book on how to do each exercise, I think is top notch. Like we just dumped our hearts and souls into this book because the gym I own here in Chico, we pride ourselves on helping people come back from injury who've been over exercisers or um, have just not been moving their, their bodies properly. And I just, you know, neither of us felt right about putting a book out in the world with just some basic instruction. Like the strength training template is great, but we didn't want to just be like, okay, now just go do this. So, you know, we really in depth helped guide women to know where to begin. Like if they've never picked up a barbell or if they're seasoned weightlifters, uh, we want every woman to read our instruction and learn how, you know, positionally where they need to be when they're lifting and rib position and proper breathing and proper pelvic position. So it's definitely not just a do this workout book as far as the exercise section is concerned. Yeah. And the mindset's just peppered in there everywhere, you know, or just like, and when you're at the gym, we want you to be thinking this way, you know, because I think the gym is just so rife with, you know, stuff that cannot feel good comparison or feeling like I don't belong here. Or, you know, I think we always feel like we either should be either looking different or being better at something in the gym. We rarely are just like, I'm here doing my thing for myself. And there's certainly women out there that are, but that can be such an environment where women do not feel their best, do not feel as confident. And we really wanted to kind of make working out something that feels really good and a part of their self-care. I love, love, love so much of the heart and the soul and the commitment and the dedication. I, I've been on this journey. I mean, not literally on the journey, but I've I've connected with you girls over the last couple of years in the process of <laughs> writing this book. And I know how much went into this. Now, where should we go to get it? Is Amazon, you want us going to Barnes and Noble, anywhere, everywhere that books are sold? Yeah, you can find it wherever books are sold. 
You can find out more about the book or get a bunch of free goodies or learn other ways to work with us beyond the book. We have a do-it-yourself like self-led coaching program through the group, or of course you can get in touch with me and Sarah at sarahanddrbrook.com. And of course our podcast, The Sarah and Dr. Brooke Show. And Marisa, you've actually been a huge part of this book. You've been so helpful from everything, especially when it comes to putting all these moving parts in place. So we so appreciate your support. And such an inspiration too. Like yeah. Such a bright, shining light in the universe. And I'm so happy that I got to see you in person at Paleo Effects. I wanted to literally take you home with me. Oh, <laughs> ditto. Marisa's coming home with me. <laughs> I would have loved that. It was so good to see you and give you hugs and take a picture. Oh, I was so happy. Well, you two me are too. so incredible. And I feel very honored to get to share your brilliance today to get to share your heart. You guys, listeners, go and grab the book. It is available right now, but also go get the goodies. So I will have the link to their website, sarahanddrbrook.com, where you can go and check out the the course and all of the awesome bonuses and wonderful resources that they're going to have there on the site that are designed to really go in conjunction with the book and check out the podcast as well. Their podcast is absolutely incredible. Ladies, thank you so much for coming on. And I am sending you the biggest biggest love and joy and excitement and hugs for the book launch. Thank you. We're sending love and hugs back for sure. Absolutely. All right. I'll see you girls later. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. How awesome are Dr. Brooke and Sarah? They are literally sisters from other mamas. And I can't tell you how much I love their podcast show and I've had their book hangry for many months now, and it is filled with practical advice, and they took so much care and consideration when they wrote up, well, everything in this book, including their nutritional recommendations and exercise recommendations. It is stellar, it is thoughtful, and it is solution-oriented. Now, I want you to consider grabbing this book. It's so nice to have different resources when it comes to our hormone journey. And I will have the link in the show notes, which is going to be drmarisa.com slash episode number 104. Also, I'm going to send you over to check out their website, sarahanddrbrook.com, where they've got some other extra yummy goodies that will also be in the show notes just in case you want to go further check them out. It's all going to be for episode 104. And thank you so much for stopping by and listening into this amazing podcast where we get to bring awesome experts on. Our next episode is digging deeper into figuring out if your thyroid is to blame for feeling crappy. It was the reason I felt pretty crappy for so long and longer than I'd like to admit. So I am bringing on one of my thyroid gurus, McCall McPherson, and we're getting candid about what if your thyroid actually is your problem. And as I mentioned earlier on the show, I can't wait to have you join me for my summer book club. What, what? Catch me on Facebook or Instagram to participate and make sure you have a copy of the book to really get the full experience. That way you actually have those solutions at your fingertips. You can begin to implement them once you've heard those lives on those chapters. I can't wait to see you there and answer your questions. Until then, have an amazing day. 